We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. He takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Guys, this is our first time, so just be be gentle. I'll act like this is also my first time ever doing a podcast because, uh, <laughs> you know, excuses are good. Um, okay, so just in case, I feel like most people who know me know you and vice versa, but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for all the for all the newbies out there, Jaren. All right, I'm uh, I'm Jaren, or Monkeys Forever, as my Dota name is. Uh, I've played Dota for like 17 years. Uh, Holy crap. I've been competing for about nine of them now, I think. And uh, yeah, I've been streaming for about eight years and just, I don't know. You know, as, as we all know, Dota's the one true video game uh, in the world, and that's where all my time has gone. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's going to be interesting. I'll do my part after you. Uh, what would be your, like, one sentence of, about me? Like, what would be the one thing you say about me? If you had the to give one so, like, thing if somebody I say asked about for, like, you? one sentence, what would it be? 
uh, a full sentence or anything. i mean like I, one, if like it had to be thought. anything it would be promo code bsj no 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 it has to be like an actual thought <laughs> you know like if I, I have mine about you i have an idea but if you're gonna if somebody said like hey you know tell me just a little something about bsj what would you what would you say a little something about you um i would say I would say you're a super intelligent guy. You actually do a lot of educational content for the community. And honestly, I would say you're what you're one of the few people in North America who actually like cares about the region, I'd say, because there really are not very many content creators in this region. And that, that, like, sh- you know, actual educators, I would say like the main two are like you and Jenkins, basically. Yeah, and it, you know it's bad when I'm being put in the same category as, as Jenkins. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. He, he's a good guy. But I asked you that just for the sake of, uh, I, I think what people are going to realize, it's a bit unique with you and I because we just have history, obviously, playing playing Dota together and such. We've we've lived with each other uh, because we were on, on uh, VGJ at the time and such. But uh, for anyone who doesn't know who I am, even though you probably watched this podcast before if you are now watching it here, uh, you know, I, I've played Dota for about eight years, so that's why that's my excuse for not being as high MMR as Monkeys. <laughs> uh, I've been competing for like four years, but you and I kind of did something similar where we both took like a year, year and a half or so where we weren't competing. But you are back on a team. I yeah, um, go ahead. It, it, it's very uh, I don't know. It, it's on and off with me because, in my opinion, when it comes to competing, like you have to have that like right group of people, right? And t- typically, like when you when a team ends or something, everyone else that like you typically would want to be on a team with in this region are already on teams. So, like after the Paris Major, I, I basically like I was just like, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my time on a team. I would rather just you know stream and and you know grow grow my. Uh, grow my uh product you know and, yeah and i think ju- 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 just chill for a bit you know and it t- takes takes because also with competing like taking time off you can also reflect on everything that you learned a lot better and like you know actually grow as a player rather than you know just grind 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 <laughs> yeah eventually the whole grind thing doesn't pan out to any palpable like growth you know eventually yeah. you're like okay i actually have to sit back and take a snapshot of my life and figure out what's going on i think um i'm gonna do my best to keep us structured because i know you and i can just ramble on about (laughs) literally everything for for whatever time it takes but uh i think what a lot of uh, I, i was gonna finish real quick and say that i personally have now been focusing more on the content as uh you know you kind of mentioned i've been more casting and um so we've kind of parted ways not like in the sense of like we hate each other now but like you and i we we even talked about it haven't had nearly as much time to hang out you're not really playing pubs so the only thing yeah yeah, we're we're, we're, we're in very different places in the dota scene right now so it's been very nice to have this opportunity i said that that's why i've missed you you. my dude yeah yeah i've missed you too like i i think a lot of people think you and i like hate each other (laughs) like it's really funny (laughs) because like i'll be in pubs and i'll be giving you shit and then you'll be responding and they're like damn it bsj um but I was just going to say the one thing for anyone who wants my opinion on, on monkeys is he's like the one guy in Dota that I've just, it it's once in a blue moon that I ever see you get mad. Like you're just <laughs> never mad. You just keep your head together for a game and you're like that on a team too. 
I think every team needs a player like you where you're kind of like the the rock. I don't know if that's like the best uh, description, but like the guy that just is unwaveringly not going to tilt. And I, and I, I think that's a big part of him. And if you're going to watch a stream, watch his games, like that's what he offers more so like uniquely to a team, not to take away from your skill or anything like that, but uh, I, 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 I do. I'm fuck you, BSJ. Yeah, let's yeah, you, make him awful. <laughs> let's be honest. Like, if he wasn't like that, he is just terrible otherwise. So that's uh, – no, I'm kidding. I, 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 I really valued that when I played with you as a teammate, and one of the reasons why I, I valued you as a friend too in the Dota scene was just uh, – I think another thing you kind of – we've talked about in the past was it felt like a lot of people, you couldn't either trust them or you couldn't – like, you didn't really – they were always looking out for themselves, and I think – even though that's something that's required as a Dota player and in business in general, that uh, the cool thing about the friendship we developed was just that even if we don't talk to each other all the time, even when we don't see each other, it's like, you know, it, it, you just know the other guy's got your back if he needs them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a cool we'll thing to have. friends, like, yeah. no matter what, for sure. And that's a cool thing to have in the Dota scene. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I invited you for to be on this podcast as my new co-host was that I wanted people to be able to hear about... There's a lot of aspects of our Dota careers that have overlapped, even if we've gone our several ways. You've had a different history than me, whatever. We're both streamers. We've both been on teams. Like, you, you've been on more teams. I've done more streams. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But um, I think it's really cool to hear the perspective of people like us kind of... I don't want to say shooting the shit, right? But, like, talking about things that we deal with in the dota scene things that happen daily things that we've been through together things anything like that uh, yeah I, I think it's absolutely. rarely discussed i don't, I don't know what you, how you feel about that but, but I, I mean i i think it's uh it's definitely a good idea to you know be more transparent about um kind of the behind the scenes of you know dota and just like competing and everything because i i don't think there's I, I don't think there's enough in esports right now, especially in Dota. Like I, I think I think other games, you know, that they're they're doing a bit better, uh, or, or, or maybe not better, but like they're a bit ahead of the curve as far or compared to Dota. Whereas like they have a lot more community content and a lot more content creators and like you know stuff like that and ways to get reliable ways to get good at the game. Um, and you know, in Dota, we're 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 definitely still like in the I, I would say begin, beginning stages, yeah, <laughs> the beta stages of uh, esports, you know, and I, I, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of good to come from, you know, just talking about, you know, what, what, what really happens, like for, for pros, whether it's you know pro streamers, pro players, pro uh, casters. I, I think all, all of it is just uh, interesting, and there, there's really not that much information, like, to the public about what really goes on, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think. Uh... The struggles uniquely of streamers, the interactions we have as players, like behind the scenes, like I know it's already been said, but this kind of stuff, like I don't think I would have ever imagined a lot of it happening to me or a lot of the ways it works, the inner workings of Dota teams, the inner workings of finding a new team, like why yeah, yeah, yeah. you take time off. You mentioned how like it's not always good to just keep playing. We've yeah. both kind of gone through the whole ridiculous grind for like years on end to try to be on teams back to back to back and then we've both kind of come to the conclusion that maybe it's best to not always be on a team and uh <laughs> yeah. like that grow that, that like learning growing as like you mature in the dota scene i think is 
is a really cool thing that I also don't get to talk about uh, myself. And it's cool because we also did a decent amount of it at the same time, you know, on the same yeah. team and everything. So uh, I just wanted this podcast, this episode specifically, to be more of a introduction to you and I, like how we even know each other, uh, what this podcast is going to be about. So let's just be careful about giving too much away you know you know you, you put out some danglers out there uh but we have tons of topics that i could imagine uh talking about with you and yeah absolutely. crap and a lot of it's going to be like what happened you know uh this week uh that's a lot of the uh, wobble combo before is a lot about mm. breaking and i talking about uh basically just the tournaments going on in dota and current events and i think that's going to be good but it's going to be like we're still going to have a bit of that in the podcast, but a lot of it's going to be like, OK, you know, for Zoomers, you know, you guys just got done with your tournament or, you know, how did that like it's going to be more of the insider perspective rather yeah. than talking more about the results. We'll talk about more like anything you're willing to share. <laughs> you know, we always see those <laughs> yeah. interviews with Dota players at the end of games and they're like, yeah, we drafted, we picked some heroes, we won, we played better or whatever. We were the better team, but they're still pretty good. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I definitely won't share everything, but like, I'll, I'll do my best to, you know, like talk, talk about, you know, inner workings and like how, how kind of, yeah, you, you know our our team works because I I mean, de- definitely a lot of people did not expect us to have like any success basically when we initially announced our team. So yeah, so I wanted this being an introductory episode that it is. Uh, most people I feel like that are watching you or me, since they probably watch it, Dota know who the four Zoomers are. But like, what? Who started this team? Whose idea was it? You know, like the basics. Um, Let's break it down. The the team started out as basically I believe it was Gunner and Gunner Sammy Boy and Husky. They were all just kind of talking together. Uh, this was right after the uh, LA Major qualifiers. Um, so back in like February or so, Before like the so, world sometime around shit. there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, they 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 were just talking about wanting to like create a team where there weren't really any expectations. There was just the mindset of improvement basically and um then uh they i I believe they got uh rioya and they had some like european offlaner that i've never even heard of and i i I would see them scrim every like pretty much every single day for like three four five weeks or so and i remember being like super envious because you know I, i i i liked everyone on the team that i knew that like the four people and i was just like man i wish i was screaming because like I, at that point it had been almost a year since i had competed and like yeah I, i'm sure i'm sure you feel this as well like when it's been a long time since you competed like you you miss that intensity that like you get from your teammates and everyone being on the same page and everybody like yep. working towards the same goal and um I was basically like really, really eager to start competing again, but like I only wanted to do it with like the right team or players that I trusted and stuff like that. And uh, basically, the European offlaner that they were trying out, uh, he just wasn't working out. And Gunner was just like, "Hey, monkeys, you want to play with us?" And I, like, without as hesitation, I was just like, "Yep." And then the next day, you know, I just, I hopped in scrims with them, and 
then Susie got an offer from EG because Abed couldn't play here, and we got Ocean, and the rest is history. Wait, so who was playing four when Susie? Uh, oh, right, Gun- Gunner was playing four when oh. we had Susie. So. That's like a double whammy. Get him back yeah, to the yeah. one position he knows how to play. <laughs> make sure he's not. Oh, I mean, I mean, Gunner definitely like he. He he wasn't not like he wasn't bad at four by any means. He actually was quite good. It's just you know uh, when when you switch roles, it's just it, it's really really intense on you because like you you have to kind of like relearn how how you're sp- supposed to position on the new the the new role and like exactly like what your place is in the game and that that can take a lot of time. So it, it's definitely the easiest to you know compete with the the main role that you practice because you're, you're pretty much always aware of like where you should be on the map how how you're supposed to be playing with the team and everything i've so. talked about that a decent amount where it's like people don't realize there's a lot of ways you play the game of dota that line up with your a bit like line up with your position in the team not only like yeah. in the number of your position but in an, every team the offlaner will offer something different to how they play the map and and all that kind yeah. of stuff so if you're not only being on a new team but also trying a new position, sometimes that can just be overwhelming. You can kind of just look way worse than you are. I also just think pure experience in Dota is really important. So it's like, if you ask how many games of mid gunners played compared to how many games of four, it's like, uh, you know, obviously I was jokingly talking shit. I don't actually know what he looked like as a four, but there are a lot of factors that go into that kind of stuff. and, And that's what I love about having this conversation with you over the course of time. Hopefully, hopefully you don't abandon me like breaky. <laughs> no, I'm just I, kidding. I'm, I have no, uh, I have no intention. Uh, to be a shit. But I think there's so many things like that to, to talk about. And we can, yeah. like I said, we could rattle on for hours about that kind of shit. And I think that's really cool. And my camera really doesn't want to. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't focusing, but um, yeah, I definitely understand the eagerness to like get back onto a team. Uh, I get my viewers obviously asking me that all the time. I'm sure you had that when you were streaming. Like, yeah, I haven't seen you. St- when you said you were streaming today, by the way, I was like, what? You know, uh, the monthly, <laughs> the monkey, the mo- the monthly monkey stream is back online. Yeah. But, uh, it's hard to do while you're on a team, right? Like, It, it, it really is. And I, I, I think, um, I, I think like, Basically, when you're on the team or on a team and you're competing, I, I personally believe that the team has to come first, like no matter what, uh, like, like just basically in life, like no matter no matter what other obligations you have going, you, you have to be able to like make 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 time for the team first and foremost, because otherwise, uh, I, I feel like a lot of uh, like animosity almost can can uh, brew uh from from people not putting the team first because then like you know so, some people will want to like do certain things on this day or that day and then you're just like oh no i can't do this i'm doing like all these other things and then people start to like start going like oh but i want to practice i want to get better you know like like you have to you have to definitely accommodate your your teammates uh to to a certain extent because like you, you have to or that, that, like it goes both ways right like you don't want to only practice all the time but you also don't want to like like kind of shun shun off or, or shrug off a uh, uh, practice and you know just kind of stagnate in performance. You want your team to be like on the same page yeah, in regards yeah. to how much time and effort and everything is being put into the team. I feel like the one thing I would take away and agree with on you or with you there is that if it feels like one player on the team doesn't care as much about the team or as much about winning or doesn't prioritize the team as much as everyone else, 
that is like the number one source of like toxicity and divide within a team. And I think everyone putting it first and also everyone having someone to kind of, I always thought it would just end up being best if you have one guy that's like leading and then he says, hey, like we're doing practice today and he can trust everyone that they're gonna show up and do their part, right? Like it's one person kind of taking care of that and then everyone else, like it's not like you just fall in line and just do whatever, but you are yeah, yeah, yeah. doing your part at all times. And anytime you have a teammate that it, you never really know what you're going to get out of them. I feel like in terms of work ethic, in terms of their play within the game, it can be very mentally stressful, taxing. Like we've been in that boat um, on teams we've been on together with other players. And it just makes the team's dynamic so poor and so off that uh, – that's why a lot of teams kind of just blow up, and yep. that there's a lot of reasons even more so than that. But uh, well, I, I mean, we we've had the conversation about teams before, where like you know having a having a five man team, like it, it quite literally is like having a five way relationship. Like everybody yeah. has to be very aware of like what everybody else uh, everybody else's needs are and wants are, and like how, how you're gonna accommodate everybody and like make everything come together and really like work out and. You know, it, it can, it's definitely stressful at times, but you know, if it if it clicks and it works, like it, it's just it's so great, it's so fun. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out the odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, Bet Online, your online wagering expert. Experts. And now let's get back to the next story. One topic I want to cover more in depth in the future episodes, it's definitely going to be with the main topic, is why big Dota players don't stream. Like why we don't see the RTZs, the miracles, all these players that are on teams, why it's such a privilege or like a unique circumstance for them to be streaming ever. And I think, yeah. you know, you talked about it and you hinted at it a bit where it's like the team always has to come first. And, uh, I, I think this is a reality in the Dota scene, especially that, you know, a lot of other games have the luxury to not do that, you know, whether it's like yeah. the Fortnites and everything like that. And I think that's why Dota is much more of a, like a secretive game. You know, you talked about there's less educational content out there. It's like a lot of these top tier players, if they teach you educational content, they're like backfiring on themselves. They're like teaching yeah. their strategies that yeah, they use exactly. to win millions of dollars. So Dota is certainly a, you know, everybody has their own ideas and it's just kind of a battle of wits. And, and in the end, because like, uh, like, like truly when, when you watch like top tier Dota, all of them are like pretty much mechanically even, right? Like yeah. they're, they're all like, like super, super equal when it comes to playing Dota. But then but like what is really interesting in watching those teams is is you see their ideas clash. You like you see how they play around vision. You see how they hold high grounds. You see how they or like when they group up to push towers and stuff. And and there, there's a lot of uh, diversity and uniqueness to to Dota in that sense because uh, again, I, like as you said, everyone's so secretive. So like people really don't they they don't they don't share their full ideas. Like they may share like very basic information about like their ideas for Dota, but like they don't they don't go really in depth about it. Yeah, and another topic about this is somebody in chat, just to quickly go off, he says, if Miracle streams consistently, damn, that would be fifty K viewers, he's the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. And I would say 
he's not going to get consistently 50k viewers because he wouldn't be the goat anymore if he streamed all the time yeah exactly what do you like I, that's the i'm not saying he's like not like he, of course at the very start yes he would get that but if he did that for like a year or two it just wouldn't be the same anymore because yeah. at that point you're not on he's not on team nigma anymore he's not winning majors he's not getting top five at ti like that's just not happening anymore because he's streaming right so yeah the point is, is like a lot of people just don't understand that dynamic, and I think it's a great topic for future episodes. Um, and something I know you and I have wrestled with. For me, when I was on teams, especially the ones that aren't making money, it's like, how do you yeah, validate like, what, what to yourself <laughs> to not stream when you're like you're looking at your paycheck from the team you're on, and it's zero, yeah. and you're like, uh, um, and that I think for like. A lot of people, you you kind of just have to go balls to the wall and drop it all. Like I think it's really it's been funny to see you as a on the four zoomers, and it's cool to see that you guys like uh, believe in yourselves that way because like you just went from streaming every day to, to like virtually yeah, not streaming yeah, at all. You're not, fully yeah. invested in this team, <laughs> and it's showing in your guys' results. And I would I would you said you know every team kind of has their own like way of playing the game. If you had to give like your one to two sentence summary of your team what would you say is your way of playing the game like what defines you guys who defines it mainly See, you know what kind of shit? Uh, honestly i the the way i would describe us best is we are like aggressive to a fault like we we literally I, and, and honestly, I, I think it's like one of one of our biggest flaws, and we've e even talked about it before. Is that we 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 will run at enemies no matter like what is going on with us, like whether we're like five hundred gold off of a BKB or or you know like like uh, we we have ravage on cooldown or whatever. Like we will just consistently pressure until we die, and it, it is like. It's fun. Like, it's really fun to play BSJ, but uh, sometimes, let me tell you, it is stressful as hell because, like, some, sometimes we're at, like, half power and we're just like, fuck it, just hold this high ground, see what happens. And, like, we just take a team fight and it's like, well, <laughs> that, that did not go well. We should have just waited the 50 seconds for, you know, all our, all of our cooldowns and timers and whatnot. But Okay, so I want to say this up front and say a couple things. Uh, it's funny because everything that pops into my mind, I'm like, okay, that could be a future episode, that could be another. Like, <laughs> um, I... I've obviously played, I've talked a decent amount with Gunner. He's like always in my pubs and I've seen him at events and all that kind of stuff. He's a streamer too sometimes. And I've also played with Sammy Boy. So mm -hmm. many of you tell me that your team plays balls to the wall aggressive with no breaks. I immediately think those two players on your team. I, yeah. <laughs> I would say, you know, those two core players, Gunner in person is one of the nicest like normal guys i've ever met like he's like a very level-headed well-rounded guy like I, that doesn't happen very often in the dota scene i will say i have i have high thoughts of gunner even though people seem to somebody yesterday asked me why i hated gunner i was like what <laughs> um so i'm just gonna tell you in the dota game i'm not saying he's not level-headed but that guy is nuts like <laughs> I, I can't believe what gunner does in the games of dota that i'm playing with him against him I'm like, there's no way he's trying to kill me again. And then, like, he's just there, you know? And I'm like, I look at his post-game stats at 10 minutes in. He's mid, right? He's a mid laner. He's like 5-3-5 five, five with 20 CS. And I'm like, yeah. 
what the hell? You know, like, like, you know, but he's like winning the game for his team sometimes because the opponent team is so thrown off. And I really like seeing your guys' style in the NA scene because NA's always been about like the Arteezy farming, yeah. you know, mindset. And it almost seems like you guys have assembled five crazy enough people to to <laughs> execute the same game plan. So I'm not going to go into depth about Sammy Boy right now. We'll talk. That's a whole nother episode. But my question would be, you know, you guys obviously embrace that play style, but what do you, what's the key to it? Like, are you, are you guys like still figuring out how to max, like how to perfect it, I guess? Like, are you guys um, just embracing it and then trying to figure out like, where do we draw the line or? There, there's a lot of, uh, well, well, like, as far as we go, like, so, so when we first formed, we we were just kind of playing in like the the tier tier three tournaments, right? Like the those like maybe three thousand dollar prize pool tournaments or whatever, all, all like tier two, tier three teams. Uh, t- typically, like we we were just playing in in very new tournaments with you know not not very not very well known teams or anything, and um, we we kind of just picked heroes and just tried like a ton of different styles initially and, and for for the first couple months we were just like ricocheting a ton of ideas off of each other just like watching a lot of like you know team secret replays or alliance replays or uh, well a lot of eu replays really and then not like, NA. Yeah, yeah. Not, not not many na because like I, I as you said earlier i feel like na has been stuck in this like like very similar play style and everyone just kind of like mirrors mirrors the play style whether it's eg setting the play style or quincy like like a lot of na teams that they have this very like so they think about the game very similarly i would say and but but in eu you'll see like four different play styles from four different teams and it's like it's just fucking it's wild in eu it really is like the games are are so fast and i'm sorry i mean this on the competitive side of eu everybody always says eu pubs are the greatest pubs ever and then i go to eu play a pub and people are destroying their items by 12 minutes and it's like worse than na so (laughs) that's a whole nother episode itself talking about the regional pubs that we have to experience for sure yeah but um but yeah we we just kind of we 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 dabbled on a lot of uh play styles and i I think we kind of like we we took a lot of good concepts that are, are good concepts that we felt we would be able to mimic really well from, from a couple different teams. And then we'd kind of like just added our, our own, uh, just, just our own uh, like intensity to it almost. Like we, we just we're, we're again, like, like, as I said before, we're, we're very go, go, go. But I, I feel as we uh, progress, like we're more, uh, we, we, we think about the repercussions of like, you know, e- each dive or each play more so now. Like rather than just let's see what happens. Like you know, why not? Maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll lose. And now we're much more calculated, or and we're getting more calculated as time goes on. Of like, you know, we we actually have a spell on cooldown. We're like, all right, maybe we should wait the extra thirty seconds, even if it's gonna feel a little weird. You know, <laughs> maybe we just try to hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my question would be, you know, since we're introducing ourselves as well as you to the podcast what would you say your role in the team is like uh are you make like who's making calls are you the one making calls you know who's um well well, as far as communication that this is one of the most unique teams i've been on communication wise because it it really is like every people ask us all the time who's the captain who's the captain who's the drafter but like 
you know, for drafting, it's typically Gunner or Husky, like actually pressing the buttons. But like, we all do draft prep together. We all we all talk about uh, talk about heroes we like, heroes that we want to pick here, like counters to counters to whatever they have picked. Like we all talk about like our first two hero openings and everything. So it's um. Uh, like as far as like captaining and stuff going i i feel we all are like fairly equal on that because like you know so sometimes sammy boy will have an insane laning stage and like by 10 minutes he'll he'll just like take over the game and make every call and like carry us to 30 minutes and then we're just winning like we've won the game by that point or you know other other games at gunner other games it's me sometimes it's even ocean and then like uh, but then like on average i would say when, when lanes are just going even that's when you hear husky make the most calls because you know he He's like the five position and he typically has like the most info on the map. So it's uh, as far as like captaining wise go, like I feel like it's just we all mutually respect each other and trust each other. And we just kind of like we just trust what each other sees. Right. It's not like, oh, we have to do my idea. It's like we have to we have to do all of our ideas. We just got to we just got to like, you know, listen to each other and play off of each other and keep going. But as far as my personal role on the team, I would just say like. I'm I'm just kind of I'm kind of the guy who enables who enables like Gunner like I'm basically the third support on the team like like uh, that's how I look at myself half the time Gunner Sammy they're carrying the game like 99 times out of 100 <laughs> like, I'm just there to uh, I'm just uh, there to have fun. <laughs> I, I, like I said earlier, when you told me your guys' play style and for what I've seen, I'm like, this is definitely the gunny, gu- the gunny, the gunner and Sammy boy show in regards to like them dictating what you guys are doing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you guys are, uh, you know, Sammy boy is one of the like all I when I was on Sammy boy's team, his signature heroes were Bloodseeker and Ursa. So if that doesn't tell yep. everyone watching, you know what exactly the kind of player he is, you know, everyone has their, no matter what, no matter what point in your career you're at, everyone starts playing Dota and naturally latches on to like three to five heroes, right? They just, those are the heroes they love playing. Those heroes just naturally fit their personality. Like, and that, that's one of the cool things that I think is relatable by everyone watching everyone who plays Dota. And that's something that a hundred percent carries over. You know, it's like, People talk about how toxic and cancerous monkeys is. Broodmother, one of his favorite heroes, right? Like clearly, like you know more than you need to about monkeys just by knowing that he's a level twenty-five Dota Plus Broodmother spammer. You know, so yeah, Batrider, uh, Batrider, and Broodmother only player. Hey man, I watch your guys' games. There's like two to three bands per game randomly spent on your <laughs> signature heroes so yeah uh and it makes me laugh every time let me tell you bsj every time i see it i'm just like yep <laughs> knew it was coming <laughs> yeah, as long as you got like an extra three or four in there it's all good and i it's funny i it's god okay i'm telling you i know i said this earlier every single moment like just like that one i'm like okay that's another subject to talk about because <laughs> for me a lot of this was like oh i know it's gonna go well like me and monkeys have talked about random shit all the time but i i'm gonna be putting on myself for like show topics and everything so today has been funnily effective for gathering random things that i that i would like to talk about in the future but mm-hmm. um you know that I mainly just wanted to introduce us today. I don't know if I want to wrap it up already, but I think 
I want to ask this to set up for next week at least. What's going on right now for you? Like, not just for Zoomers. It can be for Zoomers if that is your entire life. But, like, what's going on in your Dota world coming up? Um, I mean, overall, I... Like, as you said, I haven't been streaming as much as of late. But, you know, with the new patch finally dropping and everything, I, I, I'm i at the point, basically, that I feel there's a lot that I have to do in pubs and whatnot. So, you know, over the coming weeks, I'm probably going to, you know, get get a few good good days of pubs in, you know, 10, 10 plus games or whatever, and, like, actually test the things I want to test and, like, re, uh, reprogram my brain to, like, get used to all the new cooldowns and, you know, armors and damages and everything. Because, it's crazy how much know, that's the pubs are needed for that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and so, so, so for, for the upcoming, like, few weeks, because um, we, we, we just got eliminated from Dota Pit, unfortunately, but, you know, like, whatever. It's going to happen here and there. What can you do? Um, but the we, we we don't have as many tournaments coming up, and we're typically like uh, we're typically cal calming down a little bit on scrim. So I, I'm pretty much going to be just hopefully going to be pubbing a lot, streaming here and there. You know, again, I I don't know. Do you know how when the next tournament is, or is um, still I waiting? believe well, well, we're still in the the that South American rivalry tournament, uh, which was basically just a rerun of the Beyond the Summon that we got second in. So we're still in that. We're still in like the early group stages of that, but they take like random nine day breaks and stuff. So the group stage <laughs> is going on for like. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's like what? I I I have no idea what that schedule even looks like. But but then we have. Uh, well, I don't know if I can name the specific names of the tournaments, but I think we have uh, three other tournaments that we got invited to that, you know, are coming up within the next, uh, like, three weeks to a month or so. Okay, yeah, no, uh, I, it's funny, because the, the whole season kind of falling apart, it's, uh, I, earlier, like, when I saw you guys forming your team and the world wasn't the way it was, I was like, oh, I look forward to seeing their impact next season or whatever, and now I'm mm -hmm. like, when is next yeah wait, when when what's going on yeah, like, so no. usually it's like okay ti new season september i i, I, I mean yeah. that that that's a whole other thing because like when when we first uh when we first formed like honestly it it got really really difficult for us to like keep the grind going after like the first three weeks to a month or whatever because there were there were no na tournaments for for the first like three like it, yeah. two two three months for uh after quarantine there's like one esl tournament and the first bts tournament and other than that it was just like really really small tournament so we, we actually were we were feeling really really down early on in the team because we weren't able to compete against like the good teams and we felt like we were really really good but we just couldn't practice against the better teams because you know again everybody thought we were a joke when we first formed so it uh, it, it was hard for us uh, and, until we you know finally got uh, invited to that beat tournament that was just like a four team uh, like ten thousand dollar prize pool. It was, it was like, like us, Quincy, yeah. uh, Crazy, and Business Associates. Those are like the only four teams, and and we we won that, and we we were all like so crazy, like we we're like ah oh, we we did it, we've won a tournament. I, I mean, it really wasn't that big a deal, but you know, we we were just so so happy to finally be in the public eye and like show that we're not just a joke like we we can compete like we're we're here to stay or whatever yeah i saw kbbq uh jack the manager for quincy crew he sent you guys a tweet that day saying like nice to see another 
competitive team and look forward to like yeah. the, you know the future series with yeah. you guys. <laughs> and, uh, and, I mean, other than like the cool thing about your team right now is that other than like you know whatever team Quinn's on, uh, EG, and like Eternal Envy's team, you know maybe those three. Mm. Who else is there? Like maybe the moon, you know, so like like uh, the other players kind of overlap, but there's never been another team like for the last long time. You know, a long, well, well, long time. I, I mean, Qu- Quincy, they, they they've been fairly consistent over. Uh, well, what I'm saying is, other than those teams, teams I'm saying yeah, other yeah, than yeah. those teams for the last like three or four years, name another team that lasted more than like a month. I, I I would say the honestly, the teams that come best to mind are like your team or or stan king's team yeah and that and the uh, thing I, I, is like bo- bo- for Dota players, we remember right like because yeah. we've seen it all but like to the average viewer to the fan at home like none of that means shit to them like yeah. as much as i love stan king it's like nobody like hardly anybody remembers like the fact that he got second place at the ti quals two years in a row like yeah i, I mean stan stan's like honestly the most tragic dota story uh, yeah. i think i have ever we could dedicate a whole episode in honor of stan king because <laughs> we honestly should like I, I i feel so bad for stan like i truly think stan was like a great north american oh, a, captain oh absolutely yeah and, he was and a big, he, big player he, today. he was so close like so many times like i mean even with us there was two times where one game off of of being like going to win the first game lose the second and third game yeah classic like Uh, it's all it is though right is it's like when we talk about the stresses as we move forward with this podcast and all the topics that we could possibly muster there's just so many random stresses there's so many dynamics behind the scene of like god like even for a team to implode for us like with vgj it's like we were so close to like two or three tournaments and then the team just gets demoralized and then suddenly the yep. team's just gone in like three weeks. And I think yep. the cool thing is so many people see what's happening. They're like, holy shit, another team disbanded or another this, another that. And there's honestly some rhyme, you know, there's there's some method to the chaos. Like there is consistent things that are happening that people don't actually know is happening um that is causing this and uh that's what i look forward to talking about is all these random craps uh also absolutely uh you know as we have gone separate i talked about this being an awesome opportunity to just talk to you in in general and uh for me like you got your team for me i've been like focusing on my youtube my streaming uh i was hoping to put out more content like this podcast so i look forward to that and it's funny because like for you with playing tournaments and everything for me it's like casting tournaments it's like uh you know i like last year i went to 10 tournaments or something where i'm traveling and stuff and this year i'm like well i guess i'm sitting at home yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so gotta do well, what i gotta do that, that that's a whole other thing about you know just i i don't think it's exclusive to being a, a dota player or caster but like when when you are in the esports world where, wherever it may be like life can life can change for you like instantaneously almost with like no warning like, like I, I remember there was one night i was uh th- this was way back in 2015 I, I was just sitting sitting uh sitting in my in my room playing pubs and uh randomly at like 
9, 9 p.m., Kyle from the Kyle was the captain of Complexity back then. He just randomly messaged or Steam calls me and he's like, abandon your game. Come come uh, stand in for us in this uh, best of five series. And they already lost the first two games. I stood in for them. We lost the third game. And then I was just like, ah, oh, damn, that was a good chance for me to like prove to these guys that I'm I'm decent. And then two hours later, uh, Kyle's like, do you want to fly out to Canada in 11 hours and play a land with us? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you and absolutely. I were on uh, Leviathan prior to VGJ. We found out three days, I think, before we were flown to New York that yeah, yeah, yeah. we were on VGJ. You know, like yep. VGJ had kind of like disbanded slightly and they were like, yeah. hey, like we need two players. And um, at the time, it's just funny. Like uh, I, a hilarious question that I've been asked in chat a lot and my as I've been streaming is, hey, BSJ, where do you see yourself in five years? Or like, what's your plan? And I'm like, I couldn't even tell you where I'm going to be in like six months. Like, that's just yeah, the esports exactly. scene. It's ever changing. You have to be ready. You know, people are so, like a lot of things for me is you just have to constantly be like self-aware of what's best for you. That's like a lot of it is, whether it's streaming, whether it's playing, whether it's taking some time off, you know, like whatever yeah. it is, uh, keeping your own. It's just like in a Dota game, you know? How strong am yeah. I? You know, how how ready am I to fight? How ready am I to do the next thing? It's like constantly monitoring your own self and uh there's a lot of things that I I don't get the the there's just not very many people in the world to talk to this shit about, right? Like yeah. who what percentage of people actually get the exact dynamic of of this? And that's why like hearing two people just bounce it off and back and forth on each other like this is a uh, what I think will be unique about this podcast. So as yeah, an introductory absolutely. episode, that's that for me, uh, you know, monkeys is being agreeable. Maybe he'll tell me something off screen, but this is uh that's what exactly we are going for. And in the weeks coming forward, it will be a bit more organized with, uh, you know, maybe pinpointing one of the topics we hinted at today uh, or just talked a bit about. And uh, I'll do my best to, keep us in check because i'm just being clear i know i've said it guys but monkeys and i have rambled about random crap way we, too many times we, we roomed together for like a month when we were on runes and How we never ran out time, of things dude? to talk How, about yeah like yeah, yeah it's so no if you watch our streams if you know us at all you'll know uh we have absolutely no problem blabbering on and on and on so i'm gonna take that opportunity to say i think we're good for this week do you have any final thoughts going into the podcast moving forward jaren uh not really. I just I look forward to it. I mean, I, again, you know, with, with the world being in the state it has been, I, I've just been looking for things to do. And I, you know, this is a great reason for me to stay in touch with you. As we said before, I, we have not like had as much time to talk because obviously we were both very busy with our our own stuff so i just i just look forward to it it's it's gonna be fun nothing like uh boredom to motivate <laughs> you know creativity and moving forward so on that note thanks for watching everybody we will be next back next week if monkeys has not abandoned me by then and uh hopefully see you guys there mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.